Hello, everyone! Welcome back to Macro Magic with Michelle. I am your host, Michelle Williams, also known as the Freedom Fairy on YouTube, TikTok, and Patreon. I'm so, so happy today to bring you Amy Elizabeth, also known as Amy Elizabeth. 5555 on TikTok. She is a healing tarot reader and she's found a lot of success on the TikTok platform. And what you might not know about Amy Elizabeth, tarot TikTok queen, is that she actually is macrobiotic. <laughs> She was one of the OGs, and as you know, OG macrobiotic people are some of my favorite people to have on my podcast, and we met through what Amy calls spirit in the algorithm. In this interview, she talks about how she got started in macrobiotics, a little bit about her story in the community and she also talks about how she got started on TikTok, some of her advice for anyone out there who wants to also share their gifts on TikTok and we also talk about how macrobiotics plays a huge part in your connection to the spirit world. Once again, another topic I love talking to my guests about and so, yeah, so we that's how we got connected on TikTok, and we talk a little bit about that. I'm just so, so happy that I found another macrobiotic person, and that I found them through social media, another place I like to be, and I like to share anything and everything, but especially about health, spirituality, of course, macrobiotics. And I think you guys will really, really enjoy everything she has to say. And please be sure at the end of this podcast to go check her out on on her other platforms. TikTok, YouTube, and maybe get a reading with her. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, Amy, we're here today with you. So excited to talk about health, macrobiotics, and spirituality. Can you tell us, how did you get started in macrobiotics? Well, Michelle, I first want to say that I'm so happy to be here <clears throat> with you today. And my journey started in the mid-90s, I would say. I was working in New York City, and I was in my mid to late 20s. And I had a high profile, you know, I had a, I had a pretty stressful job and uh, my eating habits were not the best. <laughs> I had already sort of gone away from a lot, eating a lot of meat and just a lot of fried foods and a lot of, a lot of junk food. I pretty much cut out junk food and food that would seem bad for you at that time. But I was still eating dairy. I was drinking a lot of coffee, I wasn't drinking alcohol, um, but I think just like eating things like frozen yogurt and just, you know, running around the city, busy, stressed, and just having that, it was not good for my, my body. And I ended up with an ulcer. 
And so the ulcer was due to stress. It was due to, you know, the constant coffee consumption and also the high sugar based. And so I was at work one day and it was really hurting. So someone said, well, why don't you go to the health food store? That's a couple of blocks away. I worked on 23rd between Park and Lex. So it was in that area. So I went to the health food store to try to see what I could get for myself because the medication that the doctors were giving me, it just didn't feel good. And I walked into the store and I walked up to the books and right in front of me was a book called The Macrobiotic Way. And it was written by a man named Micho Kushi. And it was little and doable. And I thought, oh, let me just pick this right up. It was maybe a hundred pages. Now I know it was part of a series that was put out by One Peaceful World Press at the time. So I take this book, The Macrobiotic Way, and I read it and I devour it. And from the moment I started researching macrobiotics, I just fell in love. And I started to implement uh, some of the things that were suggested and uh, my ulcer went away. I eliminated dairy completely. I eliminated meat completely. And then I did struggle because when you first eliminate these things, it's very hard to replace the protein and you know just the things that you need because you tend to go to, okay, let me make brown rice and eat tofu. But you really, as you know, you really have to do more than that to you know get the right amount of minerals and nutrition and you can't just eat brown rice and carrots. It's just not going to work. So I started on that journey and the more I started to eat that way, the more I started to see that at my, that point in my life, I just wasn't going, I was kind of done. I needed a break. I needed to figure out why this lifestyle that I found out it was not just food, why this lifestyle was calling me so good for me and why more people weren't doing it. So I found out that there was a place called the Cushy Institute, and it was in Beckett. There was, there was lots of Cushy institutes, institutes, but there was one in Beckett, Massachusetts, that had originally been in Brookline, where, uh, you know, Micho settled in Boston and had his home. And so I went to visit, and at the time, they had a program called the Work Study Program, where if you go to visit and you like it, you can apply, and you would do a room and board barter exchange for work and you primarily had to start out unless you had high level skills at housekeeping. (laughs) So I didn't tell anybody my background. I didn't give anyone my resume and I just went and I got this position as housekeeping. So I went and for three months I cleaned. And then after three months, I was kind of promoted into the kitchen and I worked in the kitchen for, um, for three months and I learned how to cook. And so, uh, and that was the beginning of three years there. So, uh, you know, that's my start in macrobiotics. Wow, that's so (laughs) awesome, Amy. I love, I love your story so far. Um, Yeah, something I wanted to add is like um, my boyfriend, I know we talked before, my boyfriend, Tom, he actually helped create that uh, work exchange program because he was a musician. Yeah, he was a musician and he's like, this has to be affordable for everyone. So he kind of helped to create that program. 
Well, I, I'm sure I've heard his name then because it was, I mean, at one point I ran that program and, oh, you know, because I started working in administration later on and doing other things, which we'll get to. But uh, yeah, that was brilliant. And that's really how we learned because we also got to take any classes that we wanted for free. And we got three of the cleanest, most beautiful macrobiotic food like on the planet. Uh, so it was quite, and then you could work your way up. They did pay people as well, but the start was always a work study program. And it was, it was set up just to let everyone know it was an educational facility. So this is where uh, Micha wasn't there on site all the time, but this is where all of the teachers were. And there was a program, a weekly program where people would come to sort of get this intensive changeover in lifestyle. A lot of them had cancer, heart disease, degenerative illnesses. So what we did there was provided the food and then the teachers provided the education and you know, the housing and it had to run, it was a business. It was a nonprofit, but it was a business running. Yeah, I wish I could have been there. It sounds so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe yeah, someday like, there'll be other places. So. Oh my gosh, that's like that's like one of my ultimate goals is to have a, a macrobiotic school, like the KI. That's great. That's um, great. Yeah. Um, so, what were some changes? I mean, you talked about you had an ulcer, um, and that that was one of the biggest changes you saw when you changed your eating, but what other changes did you feel like were pretty significant when you started okay. eating macrobiotic? Well, my skin cleared up and I didn't have a lot of acne, but I had some, you know, I was in my late twenties and I had some adult acne. So my skin really cleared up. That was one thing. Also my flexibility when I was eating, you know, just the regular standard American, I tried to do yoga and it was so hard for me. Like I had zero flexibility and it hurt. And after three months at the KI, um, I could do these yoga positions. My flexibility was like so much better. And if you think about it, it's because, you know, you're eating more plant-based foods and it goes through your system. There's a lot of underlying fat that accumulates when you eat a lot of meat and dairy, a lot of excess animal products. And so you wouldn't be able to stretch or flex as much because you have that layer preventing. So that was a huge thing. Um, you know, all around my all around, you know, I had a lot of stomach issues, not just ulcer. I had IBS. I was always trying to figure out what was going on with me either I was going or I wasn't you know it was hard so my whole digestive system changed and that was really nice um it was nice but then also when I would go and eat other things it really messes it up <laughs> it's kind of like once you go you can't go back and if you do it, it's uncomfortable and you could push on push through the uncomfortability but you're still not as comfortable as when you eat these clean, healthy foods that you, you know, you know are good for you. You know, I just wanted to talk a little bit about weight because I know people yes. think that you're going to lose weight. I initially gained weight, but I was still more flexible. And it was sort of like this response of like, you have to really figure out that protein is huge and the protein grain because you do get some the grain a lot of people couldn't eat grain it would hurt them you really have to figure out what grain is going to work for you when and you also have to go there is a, a, a period of discharge as we call it 
that you kind of have to go through um, in order to kind of get to that balance, right? Because we're, we're looking to get balance, right? And I was pretty yin when I came to macrobiotics, okay? And so the yang food there, it, it was maybe I needed a little bit wider of a start than just having, I was eating a healing diet, but after three months, everything changed. And, um, my body started changing in a strong way internally. My organs were getting better. They were getting healthier. I could feel it. I could tell the difference. So macrobiotics is more like an inside out, um, cleanse and sort of way for me it's like you tackle the insides the organs the health of your inner what's beneath the skin and beneath the fat and beneath everything so the weight loss for me came last wow yep very interesting yeah thank you for sharing that because I feel like it's most more talked about like oh yeah it'll help you lose weight you know well, right. And, and I have some people get to, I have had some people go away from it because they're like, I can't eat all that grain. And, you know, yeah. in the beginning, maybe they need to eat, le- maybe they need to not eat so much grain and focus more on, you know, just a bean dish with some vegetables or just, you know, something or just some tofu or just the, the more protein based things just until they can start to incorporate the grain in a little bit more. People get discouraged with the myth that you have to eat so much brown rice because you don't, you yeah. don't have to eat yeah. that much. In fact, I think you should, you know, be, have more variety than that, you know, different kinds of grains and lighter grains because there are lighter grains and short, short grain brown rice. So, so that's it. I just wanted to talk about the weight because it did discourage some people. Because as you can imagine, you don't want to eat healthy and gain weight. Then that you're thinking, what the hell am I doing? But yeah. you're definitely cleaning your inner organs, even if, you know, you do carry a little excess weight for a while. Yeah. You're actually yeah. getting healthier. It's healthier than being malnourished the way that you are, you know, going in. Because a lot of, especially Americans, we're, we're malnourished is what mm-hmm. it is. And that's the obesity problem. problem. It's more the malnourishment than the overindulging it's an out of balance it's a lack of balance so yes so yeah so that's it for that yeah yeah thank you yeah that's very good um and so what was the hardest part of eating macrobiotic for you like changing uh no doubt my friends and family it was just they could not even understand what the hell i was doing thinking they just couldn't and they didn't really want to and it was the kind of thing where every time I would go back home it would be like okay let's go out for drinks and burgers I really don't eat that well what do you mean you don't eat that it's just people not listening to my boundary because really if I put up the full boundary I would have lost them yeah really truly that's how put off my family and friends were to it um I would have lost them and I didn't want to so you know I wanted to keep the peace and so I did what I did on my own um but largely when I was with my loved ones who none of them subscribed to the diet um or lifestyle I 
I kind of had to just put up and shut up. And I chose to do that. That was my choice. You know, I, I loved my family and I wanted to still be part of their life. Um, but it was rough. It was, there was a lot of judgment, disbelief, you know, what, like it's just another one of Amy's crazy things kind of thing. So that was that by far because I loved the food and I loved the people and I loved the lifestyle. And I mean, it was a cha- it's a challenge, certainly. And I'll talk about that more. It's not just a gravy train that you just get on and go and you're all good. And some people think that it's like anything else in life. You know, there's always challenges and you have to work through them. And um, but my family and friends, that that was really rough. People not understand it because you have to remember this was again in the late 90s. This was not today. You know, Erewhon did not have a store. They were a company, you know, that created this food. And, you know, it's so different now and it's great. Uh, but it was it was rough. Society and, and my family. Yeah, I mean, I I just want to say so much gratitude for you and for all the macrobiotic friends of the past for, for being the first to do what you guys did and to live that life. Because, I mean, even today I have... I have difficulty with with other people and they don't hear me they don't get it you know they don't they think it's weird whatever but I mean it's I, I've learned like you did like you know to keep the peace and at, in in the bigger scheme of things that's really what macrobiotics is about is well, peace exactly. <laughs> so, well exactly exactly and that's what I was gonna say you know when you said that you know Michio Part of why I think macrobiotics wasn't more successful is, you know, Micho wasn't like that. You know, he he didn't, um, you know, he he had the path. He was doing his thing, but you know, the Japanese are not aggressive people in any way, or hardly even assertive. Uh, they're very refined, and they actually, quite frank, frankly, are somewhat conservative in. Um, in their dealings with other people and uh so that's how i found them and sometimes it would be frustrating because it would be like oh maybe you could do so much more but that's not the macrobiotic way yeah. and that wasn't me <laughs> way either yeah so you know it's 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 you're right you're absolutely right you know it's just a thing it's a personal journey too it's not something that you know you it, it, it doesn't have the energy of that. It's a very balanced yin and yang. It doesn't have that big in your face, expansive, ah, you know, energy that usually yeah. is advertisement and promotion, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, and so the next question I wanted to ask you is, did you actually feel any pressure from people in the macrobiotic community to be a certain way? Or did you feel like pretty supported and accepted? You know, that's a really good question, and I felt I've, I felt supported and accepted. Quite frankly, yes, there is the awkwardness of these elders or these people or these teachers, you know, looking at you and being being able to determine what your condition is internally or externally, <laughs> right? Yeah, or even internally, like you know, every once in a while you get like an offhanded, like, oh, well, your ovaries, you need to take a look at, you know, what you're eating. You might want to do a, you know, a sitz bath or something, you know, like. But it was more in a helpful way, so yeah. it didn't feel invasive again because. We were all there for a reason. We wanted to get our health 
to its optimal place so that we could truly save the planet. Like that was the catchphrase, like let's save the planet. We wanted to save the planet. We believed in what we were doing and still do. I believe that everybody probably probably still does. Uh, but um, it, 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 it uh, I forget, I'm sorry, I forget the question, tell me. It's okay, it's just if you felt oh, if I was accepted, the community. Right. Yeah. right. So no, and for the most part, I was, if you show up in um, the spirit of giving and taking and not just taking, it's like anything else in the world. If you show up in the spirit of community, it very much was a community. And I am a very much a community type person. So I got involved. I, I stood back I did my cleaning I did whatever I did and I know people were probably looking at me saying okay she's but after a while um I I was accepted by every and I, I became a manager there I mean I I ran the summer conference and you know so your physical your physical body and your condition is not ever judged unless you're perpetuating it negatively. As long as they saw that, you know, you could walk in the door and day one, you're macrobiotic. It's not like a waiting period of, well, you have to be macrobiotic for five days. No, (laughs) it's like, you're here, you're eating this way, you're here. It was very accepting in that way. And, um, And a lot of people did a lot of good work. And, you know, I got to the point again where, you know, I was working with Micho and, be, developed a relationship with Micho and with Aveline and with you know all the senior counselors and it's like anything else in life if you show up and prove yourself and prove that you are trustworthy can be trustworthy and are open to learning and 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 owning your own stuff you're going to do fine and that's how I feel it was I felt very I have a lot of good friends and a lot of great relationships. And I felt very, very, very accepted. And again, they would call you out, you know, sometimes. But for the most part, even when you weren't, you know, staying the line, towing the line, there wasn't judgment. It was kind of like, ah, ha, ha, you know, she went to McDonald's and now uh, she's discharging or something. So it was kind of like understood that that's all part of the journey because it's a very spiritual place. Yeah. So it was really beautiful. It was, it was, it was beautiful. It really was. It really was. Yeah. That sounds so awesome. You know? Um, and so I guess my next question is basically who were some of your favorite teachers or friends that you had Uh, while you were studying and working? Okay. So my favorite teacher ever is, uh, Wendy Esco. Uh, she was one of the senior counselors and she was married to Ed Esco, who was another teacher and counselor. Okay. I really loved Wendy and I didn't really get to know her until towards the end of the three years when I was there. Jessica Porter was with me there and we were peers. Um, you know, she had been involved in macrobiotics for a longer time, but Jessica Porter is another one. Uh, Michelle Niemer was there. She is based out of San Francisco and she's you know, just a wonderful macrobiotic teacher. I really loved her. Um, Warren Kramer, he was there. He was based in Brookline. He worked with um, Michio. Uh, also, Thea Kuchi, <laughs> Kuchi, who's, um, you know, Michio's son. Uh, I really, you know, we did some work together. Um, you know, there were just so many. I could talk John Kaczynski. Uh, I could just keep Diana Voli. Uh, Joe Waxman, you know, I could just keep rattling them off. And 
you know, that was, I don't, I, I don't even know how many years ago that was. So that was the 90s and it's like 2021. So it was, you know, 25, 30 years ago. And uh, I still have these fond memories of, of these people, um, you know, and again, it was very transient. So people came through and would stay for three months and then leave. And a lot of people would come back. Uh, I also loved learning how to cook. I learned how to cook in the kitchen from some Japanese macrobiotic women um, that were uh, my, a woman in Miami. She was, uh, this the food that she would turn out was just incredible. Um, and then another one who ended up cooking for Madonna for a while, um, Mayumi. Uh, she was wonderful. And, uh, you know, just people from all over the world and uh, just for, you know, learn so much together and really it was a very safe environment and it was a very much community based but it was run like a business but it was like you were living where you were working and uh it was it was a trip it was great it was great and everybody whether they knew it or not benefited from being there and everybody's health got better even though they felt maybe not that way they just couldn't see, you know? Yeah. So it was really, it was really, it was, it could be hard because remember we were eating a healing diet. So it was fairly restricted in oils. It was fairly restricted. Uh, And I wouldn't suggest that to people who are just starting unless they need to because they have cancer or health problems, a heart disease or something. Um, I would, you know, I would eventually go, you know, slower. Yeah, that's always been something uh, my boyfriend, he's been, I mean, that was my intuitive guidance. And then, of course, along the way, sometimes you get so into it and, you know, you want to maybe you get hard on yourself. But my boyfriend always reminded me like, it's like, Michelle, look at where you came from. Like, you know, like it's much better to go slower and um, yeah, don't be too fanatical. (laughs) Right. And it changes over time, too. I mean, I'm going to say, right, I'm just going to say right here, when I became childbearing, I did start eating meat again and dairy. And I had five kids in in 12 years. So during my during my breastfeeding years, during those years, I did not eat solely macrobiotic. I didn't. Mm -hmm. Okay, And when I hit but I still was mainly plant based. Yeah. Um, And when I hit um menopause that's when everything changed and that's when i knew that i had to really get back to center really get back to center so i did and that was 10 years ago okay so i yeah i'm 56 so i would say i started perimenopause in my mid 40s my other favorite macrobiotic teacher and, and she's still working is Christian Northrup. She's an MD out of Maine. Oh, and yes. She's written a lot of books. You know, Christian. I've I never love met her. her. I know. I think I talked to her once on the phone when I was at the KI, but she's amazing. She's yeah. just amazing. And uh, so I read her book about menopause. Again, I got it out and, uh, you know, and women's bodies, women's wisdom, where she talks about macrobiotics a lot. So that's, so that's, you know, I just want to be really clear. I have, I have widened things out over the years due to where I was living. I was living in the city. I was having kids. I was breastfeeding. I was work, you know, just the whole thing. And, uh, you know, my ex-husband. So I did eat, but for the past 10 years, I've been weaning. And that's what I did. The second time I eliminated things slowly. 
slowly, 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 and incorporated things in slowly. Very cool. Yeah, that's that's definitely how I how I started.、Um, yeah. And then, so my next question is, did so we're gonna shift a little bit.、Uh, Great. Did you always feel you had a clear intuition? Yes. Well, yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I have. Even when I was a kid. When I was a kid, though, I was.、Uh, when I was a child, I was.、Um, I did see spirit ghosts, and I think I was in sort of an, a realm that was not good, <laughs> and so、mm. I blocked it. So I was pretty much traumatized by seeing ghosts as a because, as you can imagine, my parents had no idea what was going on, right? So I blocked it. And、uh, I yes, I was I have been intuitive all my life, and I have known that. But I have spent most of my life until the past ten years trying to block it through you know alcohol, drugs, food, work. You know, I wanted to fit into society always. That's、mm. always been. I've always felt lonely. I've always felt odd. I've always felt misunderstood. But when I used these. Tools in my arsenal of alcohol or, you know, whatever,、um, it helped me fit in. And at that moment, that served me better than being on my own as, you know, an intuitive medium. And then when I got to the Kushi Institute, and I was so, you know, kind of doing an out there thing, my intuition definitely, definitely heightened, and、um, I got very clear. But I, I was, I was really focused on studying,、um, yeah. and、uh, and in manifesting. Listen, <laughs> I can remember I first uttered the word manifesting in the nineties. You know, I manifested going to the Kushi Institute, and when I was there, we used to manifest. You know, oh, I have to talk to. We didn't have cell phones, so it would be I have to talk to Joe. Let's manifest Joe, and within ten within ten minutes, <laughs> Joe would show up, right? Because there was no cell phones. That didn't. So we manifested without any technology. Can you imagine that, right? Oh my And, god!、Uh, right, we did, we did. And so it was different.、Um, it was different. And then again, when you're raising children, for me, when I was raising children, I wasn't eating. You know, I was, I was eating. I, I was eating meat. I was eating dairy. I was raising my children, and I really do believe that all of my intuitive force at that moment needed to go to raising my children. Yeah.、Um, you know, I don't know if I, I know I couldn't serve like I do now when my kids were little, and that's just me.、Uh, it, it, that's just me. So I used all of that energy towards raising my kids, and yes, I have always known I've been intuitive, but again, it, it wasn't the thing. <laughs> That was going to keep me feeling connected to humanity, or so I felt. Now I know the opposite, but that's how I felt. So I kept it blocked, and you keep it blocked with these blocking things that you consume. Yeah. Well, yeah, I totally, I, I can relate. Um, um. So how would you, you talked about how when you went to the KI and you started studying more and eating macrobiotic, like. You felt your、uh, spiritual connection stronger. So, how would you? Because I feel like a lot of people don't understand this clearly, like the connection between 
taking care of your body and your connection to the spiritual world. So how would you kind of describe that? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, one thing about being at the Cushy Institute and macrobiotics is that because there's such a large learning curve when it comes to incorporating the diet into your life and it takes years and years and years, the focus tends to be exclusively food mm-hmm. and consumption as far as what you're putting in your body. Michio, on the other hand, at one point he was, I don't even think I heard a lecture of him about food anymore. He was letting all the counselors do that. And all of his lectures were on spirituality. Yeah. Michio was psychic. Okay. He was highly psychic. He was clairvoyant. You know, he told me things about, I showed him a picture of a family member and he could see things on her aura. You know, he just, you know, yeah, he, he was so psychic, like off the chart psychic, like not (laughs) in this planet psychic. Okay. And that was the brilliance of Michio. Yet he didn't run around, you know, saying I'm a psychic medium. That's not who he was and what he did. So he really focused on spirituality. And I have to tell you, a lot of my friends, I gravitated towards the people that were actually more interested in the spiritual aspect than the food so much. And I was very interested in the spiritual aspect because I watched a lot of people heal heal from cancer. I cooked for people who healed from things. I healed myself. But if you don't do that spiritual work, okay, which is the shadow work, that's the spiritual work. It's the same thing. If you don't tackle those demons, you are going to create disease in your body. And that's where Louise Hay comes in. She wrote a book called You Can Heal Your Life. And then she created a whole publishing company. She was macrobiotic, Louise Hay. She knew Michio. Yes, she knew Michio and Aveline. She became macrobiotic in middle age, sort of towards menopause as well. So she's my idol. Um, I've been... You know, she's my idol. She's just yeah. one of my idols. So, uh, so when the focus is exclusively food, you can be eating the cleanest diet, and you can still come up with a disease because you have these emotional manifestations. And it also could mm-hmm. be remember, we are a product of our ancestors. Yeah. We have in that day DNA in our genetics. We have cells that we've gotten from our mother. So how did our mother take care of herself, not only during the pregnancy, but prior? And then how did her mother take care of herself? You know, this is genetics and this is how it plays in with macrobiotics. Okay. So the spiritual part, um, you know, if, if you don't, it's just like anything, you can eat whatever you want. And if you don't do your spiritual work now, the food, macrobiotic food can lead you quicker down the roads towards that spiritual growth and it can actually do it unconsciously if you're Mm -hmm. eating well enough you'll just automatically evolve spiritually without trying okay but you still have to balance and you still have to do the spiritual work Michio there's a book called the order of the universe okay where Michio talks about spirit and this is how I believe From the minute I read the book and from the minute I spoke to him about it or watched him lecture about it, um, it's, it's, you know, the spiral, right? Micho talks about the spiral, okay? We are all one. We are all one in this spiral. And then each of us has this 
um, this this unit. We're like a unit of the whole collective. Okay, and he writes about that, and he writes about the spiral, and he writes about the out breath of the spiral, the yin of the spiral, and the yang of the spiral of time. And you know what? How I understand, and I don't know if Michio said this, but I'm going to say this: time does not exist outside、yeah. of where we are now. So it could be a hundred years here, and on the, in the other realm, that's maybe a minute. That's nothing because it doesn't exist. We've put that in to make this structure for ourselves. So if we can, you know, use this macrobiotic way, if you will, or this more healthy lifestyle that more and more people are adapting, then we can naturally go on this spiritual journey. He talks about a spiritual journey. It's right in the book. Before anybody on TikTok ever talked about the spiritual journey, I heard those words come out of Michio Kushi's mouth, and I read them on the page. Okay, he was a pioneer,、um, and、uh, he, you know, listen, cancer. He talked about having to be careful as a counselor to catch. The energy of cancer,、yeah. because he was an energy worker too, right?、Yeah. So he believed, like we all know, that energy and working with energies and being, you know, vulnerable to energies. So he, all this stuff that we're talking about in spiritual TikTok, Michio lived and talked about, just using、yeah. different words.、Mm-hmm. It's the same concept, yeah, same concept. And I was attracted to it then, and it. Permeated within me, and that's what you want. You want these spiritual practice practices to permeate, and the way that you could do that is by balancing them with eating healthy and eating good foods, and then it all becomes you, and then you can come into your life this way. And a lot of very successful people were macrobiotic, and they incorporated all these practices. You know, back in the day, there was a lot of celebrities that were taking it on, and you know, and eating this way, and had cooks and. Um, but the spiritual teachings—they weren't focused on enough,、mm-hmm. okay? And thinking that you could just eat a certain way—it's just like eat, thinking you could just eat good and not move your body, and you're going to be healthy. You have to incorporate that exercise, right?、Mm-hmm. That's physical. Just like if you don't incorporate the spiritual, you're going to come back to these patterns and these unhealthy ways of thinking and these stuck emotions that will create these diseases.、Mm-hmm. So this is. What I learned, I learned all this then in the late '90s, and then went on to live my life. And you know, I I wanted I dream I dreamt of being a macrobiotic teacher. I dreamt I had all these goals that I wanted to do, but then you know I made a choice, and I made a choice. I got pregnant, and I made a choice. You know, to you know go and have my baby and start a family, and that. You know, took my energy, and now being back and working in this realm that I'm working in, and coming back to this way of living and way of eating, and opening up my gifts, it's 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 like a dream come true, but just not in my timeline. <laughs> you know, yeah, in the time timeline of when it's needed, really,、yeah. more or most, or when people can hear it. So that spiritual aspect again, if it were focused on. As much then as it is now, I also think that it could have gone a little bit further. But、uh, you know, it's great that spirituality is. You know, people are. I read a thing the other day that less than fifty percent of Americans go to church anymore. You know, so the religion, the spirituality, is you know kind of being more incorporated than these religious dogmatic beliefs. 
yeah, I mean, I, I, not too long ago, I kind of like realized like how, you know, like, I feel like with everything that we've seen just in a, in today's world and everything that has come to the surface, I feel like why, <laughs> I almost feel like why would anyone still conform to a dogmatic religion? I feel like there's enough evidence to show that like, you know, it's, better it causes just suffering like, yeah it's it's just like you know with with eating like I mean even though that is still on its way I feel like everyone has their it's it's your own way and going back to like what is the whole thing about macrobiotics it's like your own way like that's, that's the whole right. thing that's right and and um yeah I just I wanted to share with everyone listening if you guys are interested to hear more about Michio his lectures more spiritual, you know, content, um, you can search. There's a lot of lectures on YouTube and it's so funny because it's like he goes for like an hour, hour and a half. He's talking about spirals and the universe. And then only, only in the last five minutes, he goes, okay, brown rice. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so exactly. funny. <laughs> because it, <laughs> exactly. It got to the point where he had to eat very little quite frankly. He ate very little, very little towards the end, uh, like, you know, in his life because he was evolving, right? He was evolving. He was, like I said, he was expanding, like his, his psychic thing was expanding out, you know? And, uh, that is so funny. It's true. It's true. And his lectures, I just would love to sit there and listen. And we used to watch them too. Cause that was when YouTube first came out and they were putting things up, you know? So, uh, so yeah, there's. I'm sure there's a lot that you can see, and the books, all the books from One Peaceful World Press. Mm-hmm. Alex Jack ran that. He was a longtime acrobatic person. All those books are great because. Oh right, okay. The Gospel of Peace. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I. There you go. I just thought it was here, and I thought like, oh, that would be a great. Uh, book to bring up when we're talking about macrobiotics and spirituality Michio I mean he yeah just he's always been into it he talks about when he was you know younger he was just always into meditation and prayer and he always loved learning from different spiritual texts and um, yeah this book here uh, is by Michio uh, Kushi and Alex Jack The Gospel of Peace and it has basically uh, Jesus's quotes basically showing showing the um connection between what Michio was teaching about with macrobiotics and what Jesus was talking about um so yeah it was very cool (laughs) yeah that's a great book it was you know a lot of my friends and I when we were there we would we would sit and talk about his spiritual teaching like those were the things like when we had uh when we had an intensive, we had people who did levels. And when Michio would come, it was like they were packed because that was the stuff that, you know, we had a lot. We were saturated with food. So that's the, that's the special stuff. And hopefully that's the stuff that, you know, will come out more now as, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not in touch with anyone really at this point. I'm just kind of doing my own thing. So, you know, I'm hoping that more macrobiotic people can focus more on what Michio did say because it is very parallel to what's going on, uh, the lingo in the spiritual community right now. And I think it it would be embraced because people are looking for that. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I think kind of like going 
going back to what you said, like uh, people were more focused on the food. I think probably the majority of people outside the community, that's probably how they got into macrobiotics is because they heard, oh, so-and-so, you know, so-and-so got healed this with food. Right. And, and with, uh, you know, Western medicine, there's rarely actually a cure because it's usually just treated symptoms with pills and surgery but then if you keep the same lifestyle the disease comes back or it comes back in a different way so so uh i think that's probably why um macrobiotics seem to be more about the food because that's usually how people got into it and and like you said they didn't also address maybe the spiritual part so, but yeah, definitely, I would love to reawaken that spiritual part. That, that's the yeah. part that gets me really excited as well. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So, um, so kind of like you talked about TikTok for a minute. Uh, sure. What, what led you to start doing tarot on TikTok? Well, you know, I very much lived over the past 10 years, I've very much lived isolated in Vermont, uh, raising my kids. And, uh, you know, I had actually a cleaning business that morphed into gardening, which is wonderful because I love to garden. And then ultimately caregiving, in particular hospice caregiving. Okay. And, um, I was doing that and I had quite a few clients pass and uh, I had quite a few family members pass and I had gone through a job and it was the middle of the pandemic and I, I, we shared household between the children, they would come back and forth and I just couldn't really go out of the house to work because I didn't want to not have my kids come back and forth. So we set it up as a family and I was home and and quite frankly, I needed income (laughs) and I had never, you know, I, I was my tarot practice and my spirituality practice and my mediumship (laughs) um, were very private and still to a certain degree are very private. Uh, it wasn't the most comfortable for, thing for me to do, but I was on TikTok because I wanted to see what my son was doing on TikTok and what all the buzz was, because I do like social media. And uh, I saw other tarot card readers on there doing their tarot card readings and thinking, well, I do that, I could do that. And maybe I had in the back of my mind, uh, maybe I could do something about macrobiotics on there too. Uh, or maybe, you know, I thought, wow, let me pick a niche. So I started two accounts, one a personal account, which I tried different things. And, and then the other one, the tarot and thinking that it really wasn't going to go anywhere. And I had read for family and friends, uh, but for a large part, I really, I really just did a lot of work. I mean, I'm talking thousands and thousands and thousands of hours with the cards um just studying them and I don't even know why quite frankly I mean I loved them and I just did it never thinking that it was going to turn into a profession for me and certainly not wanting to I was I did not want to talk about my mediumship when I first came on TikTok I wanted it to just be tarot and then it just (laughs) Uh, so I was 
really just wanting to change. Uh, I wanted to work from home and I wanted to do something on social media. And I, I really, you know, what I can say to you is that it wasn't a well thought out plan uh, because I live my life guided. And that is how I live my life, guided by spirit. And I have, since I got a divorce 10 years ago, I have mainly lived my life guided. Most of the times, not knowing I was being guided. Uh, and the past 10 years have not been easy by any stretch of the imagination <clears throat> at all. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to connect with like people. Yes. I wanted to. I felt like finally I found a place where people spoke my language and I was hearing people say things that only I had ever heard myself say, or it had been since the Cushy Institute or, you know, and again, I worked at a Waldorf school. I ran a Waldorf school when I was in Vermont, at, but that was again, uh, like 15, 12, 13 years ago. So I stayed within this spirituality and but again, really honing on my own, doing my own thing. You know, my divorce was very difficult for me and not being with my kids full time was very difficult for me. So I filled the, t I eventually filled the time with this type of work. And I just thought to myself, well, you know, hey, it's either reopened my caregiving business, which I was really burnt out of because I yeah. truly lost so many people. And even though I'm a medium and I know that there really is no such thing as death truly, it's still hard to lose yeah. like, you know, a dozen people in three years. It's tough, you know? Yeah. And it also broke through doing that hospice work, broke me through more of the mediumship because I was so with them and I was so in the other realm oftentimes and so mm -hmm. spirit led in caring for them with my empath, you know, with my empathy. Um, because I can care for people at the end of their life because I just intuitively know what I, they need because I pick up on what they need. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I just thought, well, you know what? Let me put my hat in the ring here. And I started just doing um, card readings and, you know, wasn't really doing much. And then people were coming. And at first I was like, well, let me read you for free. And then I read a bunch of people for free. And then I was like, well, I think that I could start charging. And then I just, it's just, it's only been since November and it's just snowballed uh, because I, 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 again, I listen to spirit. <laughs> yeah, and it's not always comfortable. And what I there and there are other goals that I have. Uh, but this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And it's very clear. Um, I get lots of visitors every day, yeah. guiding me in what way to go. And it's not perfect. And I get in my own way and my ego comes in. But for the most part, I think it's going okay. <laughs> I'm loving it. Yeah, I mean, I personally love, you know, scrolling on TikTok and your your tarot readings come up. And I mean, of course, I know this is something that you, you know, try to remind people. It's like if something resonates, then it's for you. And if it doesn't resonate, yeah, you're speaking to so many people, you know, like not every reading is going to be for you. But for I mean, a lot of the times, like there's been very emotional times since I've known you and I open my TikTok and you say something I'm like oh my god that's what I'm going through and um and I have to and I really want to like commend you like you are doing such an amazing job not like for anyone like doesn't 
doesn't matter what niche they're coming from or like what who they are or whatever you are doing such a great job and I really feel like I feel like a lot of older people feel like they can't you know the oh social media like I don't know how to do that but it's like look at Amy Elizabeth look at her look at what she's doing she's popping off she's doing great than a lot of young better than a lot of young people out here so it's like it doesn't really matter like and I think also tick it's probably part of the platform TikTok encourages they don't just encourage like okay the cute young girl showing her thing you know like, right I think it's a pl- it's a better platform for a lot of different kinds of people to have success would you would you like agree with that well, I agree. Uh, I do. I completely agree. I, I think TikTok is a level playing field. I think you can look any way. You could be from any socioeconomic place. Uh, in fact, the more um, the, the more you come from a place of downtrodden and build your way up, the better you're going to do because you're going to inspire people. Okay. Yeah. But it is. It's very much a level playing field. I mean, you could have a viral TikTok go off your first TikTok. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um or you can just do a slow turn. I feel like I could be there forever. Facebook, Instagram, I always hit a wall with them and I was yeah. just no longer interested. TikTok, I feel like it's diverse enough uh, that I could be there. It's my home. Uh, I'm so loyal to it. I love my followers on TikTok. I love people that are, I, I just love TikTok so much. I'm learning so much. And again, spirit resides within the algorithm. So when you look at viral videos, they're not just a video that's put up there. They contain an energy yeah. that the creator was able to translate. Into, <laughs> they just turned the phone on right. And they just said the right thing. And they were able to translate that energy into energy that people like. Therefore, the virality. Spirit brought me you through TikTok. All of my connections spirit mm-hmm. just rides that algorithm and when we can <laughs> when we can get out of our way and just get on the spirit led algorithm it really doesn't have to do it has to do with ai because spirit can inf- infiltrate anything right yes. spirit is energy right and spirit is quick like, like if you don't drop jump on something on tiktok right away you're done right yeah. so the people that are sort of like in ahead of themselves in their mind TikTok is like how humanity is trending, right? Mm -hmm. It's like um, one step ahead of, it's the collective consciousness. It's where we're going. TikTok is a spiritual place. And as toxic as it can be, let me tell you, the Cushy Institute, I lived it in 3D because the Cushy Institute, people are toxic. There, it was not like, uh, it was not this vision of like, right, we were we did our internal work we suffered we struggled we were uncomfortable we were willing and that was the difference and we largely didn't judge each other but because of it and Mm -hmm. that was the difference and that's why i liked being there because it was a spiritual lesson that you were going through and you knew that and that's the same thing in today and that's what i try to bring to my tarot card readings that this i try to connect to the mainstream people yeah. Because we are all on a spiritual journey. Mitya would say that. Yes. We are all on a spiritual journey. We are all on the spiral. It's not people who are art. It's just your condition. And yeah. your condition is a result of the constitution you were given. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which you cannot change your constitution. Mm-hmm. But your condition is 
it's it happens it happens to you in spite of you by your choice not by your choice listen mm-hmm. when we're kids we don't choose what we eat our parents right. choose it for us yeah. but then when we're older we can consciously change our condition to better match our constitution so you know it's just interesting because i see and we were very anti technology back then too it was yeah. a scary thing like it was y2k back then like oh mm-hmm. the world's going to but now <laughs> i see that that technology is spirit's way of evolving um humanity yeah right it's just spirit's way when i was first at the kushi institute i can remember going on my email or going on the world wide web and you had to find websites there was no collective place tiktok is a collective place where we can yeah. all go within this internet it's like going to new york city and going out it's like it used to be you know with all of the new age bookstores and stuff it's very mm. similar to that that mm. energy it's an energy and that's how people figure out going viral and then effortlessly keep going viral the most spiritual people on tiktok are not the spiritual people on tiktok or the teachers mm-hmm. and one of the most spiritual is the girl Michaela that does makeup if somebody's got to figure it out she does She's got to figure it out and she's done macrobiotics. She doesn't eat macrobiotics, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. But she has it figured out. Mm-hmm. She does have it figured out. So that's what I mean. You could focus on yeah. the food to make it the priority, it puts you out of balance. You could focus on the spirituality, it'll take you out of balance. But that girl, she's just she just keeps figuring it out. Keep figuring it out. And she's really like one of my idols there, you know. um but yeah it's yeah. a very spiritual place and you can find spirituality in that algorithm and spirit can lead you where you need to go through your phone it's it's like once i accepted that that's when it all started to take off once i so stopped cool. limiting yeah right that's what once i stopped limiting and judging the amount of time i spent on tiktok right. listen from the day i got on tiktok it's my main source of income it's my job right And Very so cool. and this 3 it's a 5D versus a 3D and I do much better on TikTok now and with the people on TikTok than I do in the 3D. I'm going to tell you that quite frankly. There's not a lot of people I talk to, you know, yeah. in my because it's it's sort of there's this disconnect because TikTok is very 5D. Very spiritual place. Um even if you're not spiritual. I do right. believe that's what I right. believe. So I think, yeah, I yeah, I I love that. I love how you said spiritual algorithm. I love that because you know what, Amy? This is once again I you know, I connect with you in that, you know, I am led by spirit whether I know it or not. Um and I'm in the recent years uh I've been trusting it more and not getting so hung up on my plan. Uh I'm mm-hmm. a Virgo rising, so I like plan. <laughs> But Me too. Uh, you're a Virgo rising too? Yeah. I'm a Cancer oh and then a Virgo rising. That I'm makes a Cancer so much too. Sense. Oh my god. Wait, hold on. What's your moon? Uh <laughs> my moon, you know what? I thought my moon was in Cancer. But somebody told me the other day my moon is in Sag. Oh, okay. And I was Very like, cool. so I have to go back and check that. Where is your Okay. Moon? Uh, Pisces. <laughs> your moon is in Pisces. You know, yeah. I have to go back and check because for years I thought it was in Cancer and then somebody the other day said no, no, no. So I have oh. to go back and check. I wrote it down, but okay. yeah. So that's Oh uh, my that's... gosh, what 
beautiful synchronicity once again. But yeah, but yeah, I, you know, I left also Facebook and Instagram and I loved it. And, um, I like, like you, I love social media and I've been on it, you know, uh, for a long time. And, and, um, but I, I also felt like something really when it came, when it started to be more censored, I just felt like this is not the place for me because I really, cause I didn't like censoring that they were putting on me and I didn't want to censor myself. And I was like, they're going to take me off anyway. Like this is just right. where it's going to go. So I just left. And so I was like, okay, let me look at my other social media platforms where I could put more energy. And, um, you know, I, I think that TikTok has been, it's probably my, probably my newest uh, social media platform, but yet why do I have the biggest following there why did I you know it's like I have I've had the most success on TikTok so it's like I really love that uh whole whole explanation of you know spirit living on TikTok and through the algorithm and and so yeah basically I only post I, I only make content I only um edit my stuff when I feel like it but yet when I feel like it that's when the people who need to see it see it and it's like that's exactly I what stress. I do I don't even stress over it anymore. Whereas before, like Instagram, and I would take like online, you know, webinars, how to be successful on Instagram, but never happened. But yet guided by spirit on TikTok. Yeah, that's where it's happening. <laughs> it's so, it's so right. I mean, people, people do want like, well, when are you going live again? And like yesterday, I was like, okay, I'll go live at one. I ended up going live at eight o'clock at night. Because again, when I don't do a spirit driven, if when I don't, put out spirit driven content, I don't get results because everybody can tell people who do TikTok. Well, they are energetic people. They understand energies, right? And which is why they're led to this app and it just flops. And you know what, quite frankly, I'd rather put out quality than quantity. And I do know that my, this is not my agenda. I certainly, I have stuff that I want to do, but what I'm putting right now this would not be my choice of how to blow up on social media. This was not my choice. Like I said, I did not want to share my mediumship. And then I said, fine, it'll just be my tarot. And then, you know, I'd much rather, you know, be a rock star, quite frankly, but that's not what's going to happen for me. What's going to happen for me right now at this point in time is I keep doing what I'm doing and I may even phase out of the cards years down the road. I don't know. It depends on how my, this is my spirituality right now, but there are things that I'm doing in my own spiritual work that I don't put on TikTok because it's not time. I'm not there yet. So it's interesting. It's interesting. So I guess you kind of already touched on this, but what would you, what, what would your advice be to people who uh, want to share their their gifts doesn't have to be spiritual like you know just they want to put themselves out on social media what would advice would you give wow um well the first thing that I would say is uh to just do it and Mm -hmm. do it without it being perfect because when Mm -hmm. I look at my older videos you know I go back and I look at the first videos uh they were pretty scary and I was pretty (laughs) scary um I had to get used to being on camera. I didn't know how to be on camera. Uh, And I think it's very important if you're trying to bring 
this some kind of valuable information, I think it's really important to allow people to see you because it gives you credibility um, because they can see you and you're not, you're not hiding. There's not, you know, yeah. people like for instance, people with no content, everybody thinks they're creepers. Quite frankly, all my favorite <laughs> people that I've ever yeah. met on TikTok, they have an account, but they don't make content. They're just right. normal people. They're just shy. Okay. Yeah. They're not people that are going to put themselves up on a video, you know, but they mm -hmm. enjoy TikTok. So if you really, you have to get over yourself. Okay. Yeah. And you have to, again, spirit, uh, I did not want to do this. And I don't, again, I put out a lot of stuff that were my choice. Maybe not a lot, but maybe I wouldn't put it out, but every single thing that I put out and every single thing that I say, cause I do edit. Uh, and I edit out things on purpose and I keep things in up. It's, there's a reason for it. Yeah. It's a seed that needs to be planted in one person that I don't even know in the UK at two o'clock in the morning when I'm sleeping and they're seeing what I videotaped two months ago. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of reasons, I don't know why I'm putting out what I'm putting out, yeah. but I do, I do. And every once in a while, spirit's like, okay, you can put out what you want. But for the most part, so if, and I'm going to preface it with, I meditate a lot, you know, like I do take care of myself. So mm -hmm. to put out spiritual content, I meditate two at minimum two hours a day. Okay. Yeah. I do self care. Okay. I research. And again, I'm working on a, I, my spiritual work. There's a million things that I'm doing that I'm not even bringing to my content. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right now. So there's a lot of preparation and, um, I need to just make sure that I stay in a comfortable place. And I also do a lot of shadow work. When you don't see me on social media for a couple of days, you know that there, you know, I work on my stuff and I don't use TikTok as a therapy dumping ground. It's just yeah. not, um, you know, when I do that in my own life, there's ways I go to therapy, I get readings. So take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. bring your best self forward on that day that might not be your best self all right even what your yeah. best self is going to be in a week but mm -hmm. do your best you know look as good as you can bring the best content that you can bring just do it and try to do it when it's not really do try to get to a place where it's more effort effortless than it yeah. is an effort and let go of the attachment say okay this is an effort but nobody's going to see it anyway so blah 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 yeah. blah blah and then just keep doing that until something sparks and something hits and then people come and then you're like, oh, they like that. And just take that momentum when you're feeling good, when you're yeah. feeling good, it's right. best to open the app when you're feeling good to record, mm -hmm. because when you're feeling bad, again, there are those posts that are poignant and that help people, but there's a lot of those out there. And I think it's a time when, especially if you want to bring forward this spiritual, it's good to show the reality of life and that you're not spiritual bypassing things. But my, most of my success is because I keep it positive. I just, I keep it positive and I don't engage. When you want to clap back at somebody, there's a couple <laughs> of questions that I answered where I clapped back at somebody, but spirit was like, yeah, they, but not in a way you know, you have to really keep look in the mirror and see what's yours mm -hmm. and what's not yours. And if there's something that you're seeing on social media that you don't like, block it. Yeah. Because to use your energy to fight it, 
it's going to drain you and then you're not going to ultimately be as successful as you want to be unless that's how you're building your platform there's some people that build their platform which is fine if you're wanting to bring the spiritual content if you're wanting to be inspiring you've got to be that and do that and mm-hmm. don't worry about you know don't make it about likes i mean i can remember when i only had you know 150 55 followers i can remember that being like a big deal for me yeah So it's really you just you actually just have to do it and you have to be okay with it being imperfect and then you will hone yourself into when it's good to do and when it's not. And when you're really struggling and suffering, it's better to get yourself to a better place. Yeah. And then maybe you can tell that story or something like that. But yeah. positive, being positive even when people are not being positive, remaining positive or going away from the situation, it's always the best. Yes. I agree 100%, Amy. Yes. I don't um, like and, cancel con- culture at all. Oh my god, I don't like it either. Yeah, I don't like it either. Um I wanted to ask you my last my last few questions. I kind of like yep. to answer or I kind of like to ask all the macrobiotic guests that come on here. Um so what was the last thing you ate? Uh you know it's funny because I am currently living on the road and so I don't have a kitchen. Oh. I, actually I'm going to tomorrow I'm going to go I'm going to see my daughter because I haven't cooked for myself in a long time. <laughs> uh and so the last thing I ate I went to a natural foods store around here. It's so much easier to eat, you know, now than it was so many years ago. And you know they had these pre-made I had a quinoa salad. with some vegan mayonnaise and I had some barbecued seitan and I had some sweet potato salad and they were it was all vegan and it but it was pre-prepared and it was really good and it was the healthy choice uh so that's what I ate that's what I ate for lunch and I did I do go out of my way now uh to find since I am eating out pretty much all the time until tomorrow uh I sushi I ate a lot of sushi. I ate a lot of fish. Uh so but the last thing I ate was quinoa salad and barbecued seitan. <laughs> cool. And kombucha. I like kombucha awesome. a lot. Oh, so awesome. And um do you feel more connected to people uh being macrobiotic than you did previously? Uh Uh you know that's an interesting question and uh no is the answer and that's the honest answer I feel uh connection for me with other people doesn't necessarily come from food or lifestyle it comes from vibration right yeah. so if they're of the same vibration than me if they kind of have the same spiritual outlook on life as I do. That's when I tend to connect really well with people. Um as in fact, I felt like macrobiotics isolated me away from society other than other people that were macrobiotic. Right. And and it hurt me because actually my sister at one point said, you know, I don't know if I want a macrobiotic person in my house and I was like What do you mean I'm your sister? Like macrobiotic person. I'm your sister. Like it doesn't matter what food I eat. 
So I think that can separate us, and I and I don't love that uh, mm-hmm. because I have a lot of people in my life that eat meat, dairy, and and I love them, you know, because yeah. I connect with them on a spiritual level. Okay, mm-hmm. and again, we all come in with a different with a different constitution. Our, you know, I know psychic media. I can't do readings if I'm eating meat, dairy. Like I don't do meat. I don't do dairy. I don't do alcohol. I don't do coffee. You know, I limit sugar. You know, I do all those things. If I did any of those things, I really don't believe I could do what I do.、Mm-hmm. However, I know psychic mediums that can and that are brilliant, more brilliant than me <laughs>、yeah. that can. So、yeah. everyone is so different in their condition and their gifts and their abilities. I would say, if you want to get in touch with your abilities and you're feeling like it's difficult to tap in, eliminating meat,、mm-hmm. dairy, alcohol would help,、yeah. and stimulants like coffee. Alcohol, I could never read when I was drinking alcohol. I just—it's for me. It's poison. Just for me,、yeah. you know, it's just poison. So eliminating those things. From your diet, if you're struggling with that connection, you may see a difference. And maybe you just start out. I would say alcohol is the number one thing,、mm-hmm. and then、uh, alcohol is number one, and dairy is two, right?、Mm-hmm. And then so just do those two things first. See how you're feeling. What's happening? And then you could go again, slowly eliminating anything that you try to do overnight. It's proven. It's not going to work. Right. It's just not going to work. You have to go from what you're doing. Into this narrower thing, slowly, slowly,、yeah. and then you start to, and certainly meditate because there's a lot of different ways of meditating, but meditation is huge, a huge part of it too. So if people are wanting to tap in more,、uh, diet is, is, I do believe, a big way that you can tap in if you're seeking your gifts. If they're not. Because some people are so gifted, they just come right through them, no matter what. Yeah. So, and again, I don't know why that is, but it certainly is that way. Yes. Yeah. I. Yeah. That's my my. Yeah. I mean, I I was in, always intuitive as well, but you know, it got blocked. All these things, very similar, like you. And then I, just when I started eating macrobiotic, the intuitive. Ability just became so heightened, and it kind of scared me. And I was like, "What? What's happening?" And then I finally like,、oh, okay, it's because I cleared up my system, and I can receive, and I can understand this better. But yeah, I I agree exactly. too. Exactly, exactly. Um, and um, what brings you the most joy today? Oh, um, I I think doing my TikTok, quite frankly. I mean. I I'm also I play music and I love that and、uh, you know I'm writing a book and I love that、uh, but I do love helping people and I've always been of service in any I always worked in the service industry and as you can imagine I took care of people on hospice and would probably do that again at some point in my life you know I wanted you know I've often wanted to. I went to funeral director school, so I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of scary work. Yeah,、um, and it brings me joy. It brings me joy to to meet people in an aggravated, upset place where they're not seeing、uh, clearly and they're suffering、mm-hmm. to a place where they 
are growing and evolving uh, and changing and happy. I mean, that I had a reading the other day, a girl who I read twice, once six months ago and once three months ago. And when I got on the call with her, she didn't even look like the same person. That's how much she just advanced in her life. And now she has some great things coming and, you know, struggling when I first met her and also the people that just struggle with because there is such thing during these grieving processes and there is also such thing as people being psychic and having these entities attached to them and not understanding so doing that kind of spiritual work like that kind of helping helping people helping lift people helping reunite families you know there's another person on live who you know, she always struggled. She lost her son and now she's more at peace because of the work that we do together with her son and she can feel him more. So, and this is the, this is the premise of my book as well. It's to try to, you know, I don't know in 30 years, do I want to be sitting here doing readings all day, connecting loved ones with each other from the other realm? No, I want to say, Hey, we can all do this. Micho said, Hey, we can all do this. Yes. It's a little bit of a different prescription for each one of us, depending upon who we are and what we've done in our lives, but we can all do this. And Mm -hmm. he was, he's a pioneer. He's, he's my ultimate teacher. He will always be my ultimate teacher. (laughs) And I can never say enough good about Michio. Michio and Aveline were nothing but gracious towards me. And they taught me, and they also taught me how to be and how I want to be on this journey that I'm on and how I want to present myself. And they were so graceful and they were so poised and they were so respectful of humanity as a whole and the planet. So I still, even though they are in spirit and even though physically, you know, I hadn't seen Michio before he died in 10 years probably, uh, I still feel a huge connection to him, to the philosophy and to, you know, bringing it into the world in a very basic, construct that people can hear and that's quite frankly more mainstream yeah I know I even though I never met Michio uh in person I I think of him as one of my main teachers because of all the books I read and lecture tapes and videos and um yeah something I I feel inclined to share um it's, it's not a book Michio wrote, but it's called The Way of Hope. Uh, you probably know that. <laughs> and I haven't I just, heard that one. No. Oh, you haven't heard of that one? No. Um, that's the one. Uh, it's by Tom Monty. And oh, yes. Yes, about um, using macrobiotics to help the people that were struggling with AIDS and HIV in the 80s when, you know, people didn't even want want those patients to come through their office because they're like, oh, I'm going to get it or whatever. Um, it just, what, what you said, like how Michio and Aveline, they really cared about humanity and just talking a little, again, about how they didn't want to push stuff, but they did want to help. So in that book, The Way of Hope, it talks about how uh, Michio and Aveline really wanted to help these people struggling with this illness that people didn't really understand. So they did try to go to like, you know, the regular sources, hospitals and doctors, and they did their best to try to tell them uh, how this way of eating would help this disease and that disease, but they did get turned down a lot. And so they said, okay, these doctors don't want to hear us. Let's go to the spiritual community. The spiritual community didn't want to hear them. So they said, okay, you know, so they, they made 
connections with the LGBTQ plus community and um, just went straight to the source. Like, okay, guys, (laughs) you know, and um, I think I think it was just a cool story about how even though they knew this could help them, they didn't like force it like, well, this is the way, you know, they just said, oh, this is oh, you don't want it. Okay, next. Oh, you don't want it? Okay, next, you know? And so, um, yeah, I just thought. Yeah, and I think, I do think they helped a lot of people. I do remember that. And I do think that they helped a lot of people. Michio knew, you know, he, they knew what was going on in the world. I, I do feel, and I don't mean to speak for him, but he sacrificed a lot in his life because he saw and he knew a lot. And he, you know, he lived in this world. He conformed anyway. I mean, he definitely rode on his path and and he knew when he was coming up against resistance that he couldn't break through because he could see he could look at a person talk about a reader an energy reader he didn't need tarot cards he didn't need anything he just looked at you and he had your whole (laughs) thing down I mean he he was you know definitely he was highly evolved highly is highly evolved and so he didn't need any of that so it was I feel so blessed because it was such a special, it was really just such a special time. And and here it is, you know, 25, 30 years later, and I still remember every single thing. I mean, I could go weeks or, you know, even years without making one dish that I used to make all the time. And then I just go to make the dish and I make the dish and it's perfect. Like I made the dish at the Kushi Institute. It's something that you never even though you might steer away from it or go in this direction or go here or go there or whatever, when you come back to it, you never forget it. It's like riding a bike. I got a, such an education there. I, I mean, it, it, and it also, the other thing, the, the biggest thing it did for me, believe it or not, was taught me about moderation. Mm-hmm. It taught me about, okay, I don't have these choices of macrobiotic foods to eat. So how do I eat? So I stay within because that's how I'm doing it now. You know, I'm traveling around, but my condition is such that I can do that because I'm strong and I can eat on the road for a while as long as I make the best choices that I make. I'm, I'm going to say before we close that I didn't talk about, but cooking for ourselves is the most healing thing that we can do. And it's because we are cooking and we are seasoning and we are putting in our energy and then we are healing ourselves. You know, our food that mm. we cook for ourselves, it might not taste as good to somebody else as it does to us because we know exactly what we need to balance our system. Mm. So cooking for ourselves, that's a huge thing that when I do talk more about nutrition, I'm going to talk about. It doesn't matter what you're cooking. As long as you're cooking your foods, you're mostly cooking your foods that are made from from yourself. And if you could garden and make those that you garden, mm. I've done that too through seasons, you know, just just made all my food from my gardens. And there's there's nothing healthier. It's like the epitome because again, you're you're your guide. You can have a counselor, you can have anybody, but your your guide is your really your internal compass. Only you know how you feel. And on mm-hmm. a psychic level, everybody knows really what's going on inside their body. And a lot of people just ignore it until it's too late. Right. But a lot of people know that they have something wrong before they get to that point, and then it's to the point where it's too late. And even then, you know, I've taken care of people who were too late, but they continue to eat this way because it made the transition easier. Right. Not quite as hard. So I just feel like I could talk for hours about it. I know. I know. Okay. Okay, Amy. One last question before we go. What is your ultimate dream? (laughs) 
Oh, that is so funny. I have so, I do have so many. I have so many. Uh, but my ultimate, ultimate dream is, uh, you know, I, I'm, I love to play music. I play guitar and mm. I sing and I'd love to, you know, just write my own music. And um, actually my ultimate dream is to like play music with my kids because I have a couple of kids who are very musical. And if I can, if I can, actually all of this stuff, if, if I can incorporate all of this that I'm doing into doing it with my family, my children, um, mm -hmm. that would be, that would be my dream. I mean, believe it or not, one of my biggest, uh, you know, one of, one of the people for, not for a lot of reasons, no, but like Kris Jenner, like the way she brings her family together, right. you know, it's just like, I mean, I don't really believe in a lot of their lifestyle, but the way she is a mother and the way, you know, she has brought them all together and created this whole family thing. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And if I can, not a lot of families can do that. And if I can do that and you know, share what I'm doing with my kids and have, you know, and be a part of each other's lives in that way and have those nice, you know, because if you don't have, you know, you have to have nice relationships with the people that are closest to you as much as you can. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, and I, I've said this on TikTok, like, you know, I, I'm, I love music and, and I started playing music. I played music when I was at the Peach Institute, actually. Yeah. I started playing guitar there. And then when I got married, I gave it up and was, so the minute I, I could, I started playing again. So, you know, music is a huge dream of mine, just, just to be able to do it, even if it, it never went anywhere, just to be able to actually fully finish the song <laughs> you know because yes. I have a lot of half finished stuff, but fully finish it you know hone things down and again this is years I mean I don't I put more time into my work and my spiritual practice but you know in my time off when I go to something I pick up the guitar and mm. so I'm trying to learn that skill I don't you know even learning how to write music read music that's all happening on the side and uh you know again slow and sure I just it brings me so much joy even with no one seeing hearing or knowing it, it's like yeah. where I am joyful in my quiet moments alone so yeah but I love doing this too and you know again I have several I have a book that I'm writing and then I have several other books <laughs> you know I have a lot of goals but the big and it's not even for anything other than knowing that I can actually do it <laughs> you know yeah. it doesn't have to be like the best you know songs in the world or anything but just it's something that's always called me and I've always put off and mm. so I'm not putting it off I'm not highlighting it by any stretch of the imagination because I'm being called to this this is definitely uh how spirit wants me to uh lead myself into the world and hopefully help I just want to help others truly feel better because I know how it feels to not feel great. And more and more, I'm feeling better as I age. I feel younger now. I actually feel better. My condition is better now than it was when I was at the Cushy Institute in my 20s and early 30s. It's better now. Yeah. Because of what I learned there. Yes. So I yes. Yes, Amy. I mean, I 
same. I feel the best I ever felt, you know. Uh yeah. I, I and my boyfriend too, he's he's even better than you and he feels so much better than even when he was a teenager. And it's clear. I mean, just by spending time with you and just hearing you speak and your energy and same with my boyfriend. You would think like, wow, this is this energy, you know? It's like it's sad to say that a lot of young people don't, you know, they're not in a good place and but I mean that's part of why you're here and I'm here, you know, to help them to realize their own best way, their own best self and I think that's so great that the way that you feel about your dream with music because it's like our dream doesn't have to be like so like flashy or you know our dream is really meant for us it's actually very personal so i love that you know you have that gentle like feeling and closeness with your dream it's so beautiful i love that thank you so much i appreciate that it's uh it's 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 so special that i i just i i don't want to i just it's something to be nurtured it's like yes. the most precious it's the yes. most precious and the thing i care most about so i'm nurturing that one the most quite frankly i am nurturing it mm. that one the most this yeah. the tarot came very easily to me yeah. once uh, you know once i you know got a lot of things out of the way for connection the tarot came very easily mediumship and i'm and i'm still learning always learning and there's no school of mediumship quite frankly to go to i mean maybe there is one but not on every street corner um yes. so a lot of it is uh learning and since i joined tiktok i mean i have a lot of other people that in this community that i talk to and that helped me a lot so mm. and we talk about things that are going on with us so i just love it i just love it i love the community so much so and i'm so happy to have been able to share this time with you and a little bit of my story that I don't really talk about on TikTok because I'm there I'm very niche and within a niche I'm niche I'm I very much healing tarot I'm yeah. not you know the predictions they come because the cards take you there but uh it's very much about healing and again that's where I found in the community oh sorry uh <laughs> okay let me just do this one thing and get this light on my laptop keeps uh like timing out and then the light goes out Uh okay. so uh so yeah so that's it so it's uh it's 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 great and I'm looking forward to everything in the future and I know that the more time that goes by the more we can incorporate um this stuff and the more people are accepting it so and macrobiotics has a pretty wide you know again i i eliminate those five things you know meat dairy coffee alcohol sugar if you eliminate those things you're basically basically within the macro, the wide macrobiotic diet and then if you mm-hmm. start that way then you can start with the nightshades and with the you know the tropical fruit and with the other things that are you know a little bit more on the inside it's like a slow process Mm-hmm. you know going down to what makes you feel best everybody's right. mac everybody's diet should be different because nobody's right yes i always say that i always say that um well thank you so much amy for being here well, i i'm so happy that you found me on tiktok and we connected and um yeah i'm just so grateful 
that you're here and you lived your life the way that you lived it and you're here to tell us about it. Well, thank you so much. I saw, you know, I was scrolling on TikTok one day and uh, I had done a video. I had made uh, arame onion and tempeh and corn. It was this dish we used to make all the time. And I'd made it. And I think I did a TikTok about it in the very beginning and nobody, like nobody even saw it, nothing. And then I saw, I think it was a sea vegetable that you were making. I'm not sure what you were making, but I was like, this is microbiotics. I studied with nature. I just knew I had to tell you. I knew I had to tell you, hey, here I am. Here I am, you know, because I'm, I'm, you know, my page isn't about that and I don't want to have multiple pages and you're doing it and, you know, Macromuse is doing it too. So you're doing a great job and I'm so happy to just talk about my experience and it just, it thrills me. So I, I, I thank you very much for being here and everyone for listening. Yes, thank you everyone so much for listening. Please, uh, Amy, tell them where they can find you online. Well, you could, okay, you can find me on TikTok uh, at Amy Elizabeth, uh, Amy Elizabeth 5555. And then on my bio there, there's an email where you can write to me if you want to. There's also a YouTube link for my YouTube channel, which I'm pretty much dedicating to my readings right now, but plan on bringing more diverse content there absolutely including nutrition and the third place if you ever wanted to get a reading is on thrills uk i use their platforms for all of my readings and there's three different price points there so uh any of those places right now very cool yes everyone please go check out amy on all the places she mentioned if you're interested in hearing more what she has to say connecting with her energy and maybe getting a reading from her thank you everyone for listening yeah all right thanks amy thanks so much thanks michelle i'll talk to you soon let me know how everything's going This podcast is made possible in part by the patrons over on patreon.com slash the underscore freedom underscore fairy, where you can also sign up and become a supporter. To get a personalized reading from me, visit my Etsy shop, Not Your Average Card. You can click the link in the description of this episode. If you like what I have to share, please rate five stars and subscribe to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Your ears and your attention are appreciated. Think differently and live peacefully.